At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 217. What's going on? Matt O'Leary, Mitch Anderson. Mitch, what's up, buddy? I just cracked one open. I, I was feeling tired before the show, so I made myself a hot chocolate. Remember that chocolate powder we were we were hawking a while back? Yes. I made that, and it was terrible. Terrible. Really? The powder is good in baked goods, but as a hot chocolate substitute, horrendous absolutely horrendous never make a hot chocolate which is that unless you hate the taste of chocolate so i'm having a beer instead which is a win but it's not going to keep me awake no well no it's not going to keep you awake (laughs) that is a very interesting bottle though by the way as you take a sip out of it so this is bose uh it's a lug well it's called lug tread but it's a a lagered ale which just means it's it's brewed like an ale but it's put through a cold, uh, a cold brewing process, which is what you do for a lager. So it's it's a nice, refreshing beer from Bose, and I'm not paid to say that. I'm just a fan. There you go. Love that. I, for one, am so excited. I even wait to ask. I was kind of rude. I'm sorry, Mitch, but I'm just so excited that hockey is back. I was betting on hockey last night. Not that I was making much money because, uh, well, I I don't know how the the lightning just laid an egg, but. Story for another day. I had them in a parlay, but story for another day. But I am just so excited that hockey is back, and the Islanders start tomorrow. So that's going to be, or but today, by the time you are listening to this, so uh, you should be amped up too because it's opening freaking day. Yeah, uh, honestly, like this is a holiday in Canada, borderline a holiday. Honestly, like, there should be more Canadian teams playing on day one instead of just two games. What are we doing? It's it's opening season. We have like Lightning, Penguins, and Krakens of Vegas. That's great for Audis. Kraken Vegas, great. But outside of that, like, come on, what are we two games on opening day? It should be full slate of hockey. What are we talking about? I know, it, very very frustrating. I, I wanted more, so uh, we're gonna get into all of that. We're gonna break down expectations for the season for the New York Islanders. We're gonna get into predictions where they finish, all that fun stuff. Uh, but but first, uh, we gotta pay the bills, right, Mitch? Yeah. So autumn is in the air. You can smell it. Ooh. Pumpkins are in the patch, and probably your latte or coffee or whatever fancy drink you have. I do not put pumpkin spice in anything. Not even. Don't even give me pumpkin pie. Absolutely disgusting, r- r- ridiculous. Anyways, and our friends at Manscaped, who are not uh, are not ridiculous, are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying, your balls. Talking about your balls. Uh, make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall 
with the leaders in male grooming. Honestly, a lot of male-centric stuff here, but for the ladies out there, this is just as good. My wife uses this product as well for her pumpkin patch, if you will, going on the autumn theme here. Oh boy. Um, it is just as good. For anything, even if you want to use it exclusively for your face as some sort of beard trimmer, you go could. for it. I mean, it's just an electric razor. Right? It, that's all it, not all this does because it sounds like it's, oh, that's the only thing it does. It's just, it does not, it doesn't cut, doesn't nick, doesn't do any of that stuff. It is excellent as a, as a trimmer and as a razor. Use it. Male, female, down low, up top, everywhere. Use it. It is excellent. And if you want to get one, use fan-sided or code, sorry. Code FANSIDED20, F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D, at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. Yes, it's the ceramic blade for me that, that allows me to not cut my skin is the selling point. Honestly, like, it, it sounds like, oh, it's only a ceramic blade. That is, it's honestly a game changer. No nicks, no cuts. It's real. And I'm, oh, I know I'm overselling here, but I'm honestly a fan of this product. I use it all the time and when we were finally like when we got the go ahead to start selling these because that's what we're doing here um i was genuinely excited about it i really enjoy this product thoroughly uh and and if you if i could recommend anything you know you have those surveys like would you go to your friend and recommend this yes yeah these are one of the things where i'd be like hey you should probably get a man side a manscaped i don't know why i want to say man-sided no legitimately this might be the best ad read they've ever got because i genuinely talk about manscaped all that's like to anyone who will listen i'll be like honestly like it's it's worth it and i have the promo code i'm like here just fan side of 20 there you go 20 percent off free shipping whatever you want on the website perfect perfect well we said that in use as how perfect it was so speaking of products we like let's get to those new york islanders as they set to open the season against the carolina hurricanes obviously huge expectations for this year in 2019 2020 they went to the eastern conference final in the 2020 shortened season, they were one of four teams remaining knocked out by the Tampa Bay Lightning again, who would go on to win the Stanley Cup. So there's really only one thing that could happen this year for the New York Islanders to be have what, what's considered a successful season. Uh, and it's being talked about a, a ton online. People all over are buying in, which is a little nerve wracking, but we're going to get through all of that right now. Expectations for this team thoughts who's going to be big players let's get into it mitch where do you want to start with i guess we should start with expectations right and uh we we've talked about this with patrons by the way head over to patreon.com slash eyes on isles again hawking stuff here but this is direct well i guess it directly benefits us anyways uh, if you go to our patreon account we have post game coverage after every game half hour podcasts on that game every single islanders game that will happen this year regular season and playoffs for five bucks a month plus a mailbag plus a discord channel plus 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 i patreon.com slash eyes on isles so the first thing we need to talk about is expectations this year. And I think we need to break it into regular season and playoffs because there are two types of seasons, right? So maybe we go with just expectations for the regular season first. It's playoffs or bust, right? They can't not make the playoffs. That'd be a colossal failure. I, I don't see a world where they don't unless the whole team gets hurt, Mitch. Right, unless we got COVID and uh, like, and by we I mean they all have COVID simultaneously, and uh, Adam Pellick breaks both his legs, and uh, God, yeah, that that's really that that'll really do it. It'll sink the season, and that that'll be that. 
but barring that, you're right. If they don't make the playoffs, this is a colossal failure. Right. And I mean, it's going to be a competitive division. The Metropolitan is good every year. Uh, but there are, you know, a, a lot of quality teams. The Islanders, the Hurricanes, uh, the Washington is good. Pittsburgh, you, I mean, you can't. I, I know they have some key guys out to start the year, but you can't count out Pittsburgh. Like <laughs> they do that every year. Yeah. Oh, Gensel or not Gensel, Crosby, and Malkin are out. Let's call up. I don't know, Mark Donk and Dunn. <laughs> he puts up twenty goals. Right. It's crazy, but like the, Philadelphia got better. The Rangers are are trying to compete and contend even though I don't didn't really like their offseason but but still like the teams are are moving and it's probably the most competitive division in the league so there's no guarantee that they finish at the top but you gotta be one of those top three teams and get yourself in there's no excuse with this roster no I I like them for a a top three I don't think that they're a bubble team but they haven't been a bubble team really aside from I guess the first COVID year, and that was because of injury and COVID, I suppose. Um, but they're they're a top three team, even in this division. When you look at them, you're right. Like you you look on paper at these teams, you go, "There's a lot of quality here," and that's true. There is, but like Columbus shouldn't be a good team. Uh, hopefully, they are for their fans' sakes, I suppose. Uh, but on paper, that that doesn't look like they're going to be a good team. The New Jersey Devils get a lot of talk, but. It's, it's a lot of talk and not a lot of, you know, nothing to back that up outside of talk, right? Like they don't, they haven't won in a while. Yeah, some of their kids could be taking a, st- a step up and getting Dougie Hamilton helps. Uh, but uh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't put money down on them doing mm-hmm. anything special this year. Not to say that they're going to be horrendous, but I don't think they're going to win this division or even make the playoffs. And then you have Washington. Yeah, Washington's a lock for the top three. It then comes down to Philly and Pittsburgh, in my opinion, for the other, you know, I guess Philly, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders for the other two spots. And that's where it gets tough because you're saying, well, Pittsburgh, yeah, they're missing all that quality, but like they just romped over uh, Tampa Bay in game one of the season. And that shouldn't have been romping. Like Pittsburgh soundly outplayed Tampa and that shouldn't have happened. No, no. And of course, like anything could happen on any given night, but uh, that was not the start anyone was expecting. Um Especially from Yari, who was pretty good in net for a while there. Yeah, he really was. He stopped a few pucks, glove high or high glove side, which is something that I didn't think could happen. Um, but you're right; like they played well, and they're missing a bunch of key guys. Um, when you talk about hockey, you have to talk about um, the emotions as well. And Tampa was obviously at the peak, right? Because this is a banner raising for them in front of their home crowd, and they didn't show up at all. Like, were they still hung over from the last one? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they just, they no-showed it, man. So when, when you look at that, you know, Pittsburgh played well, and yes, it's only one of 82. Uh, and then you have you know, Philadelphia as well, who, like you said, they got stronger specifically on the back end, which was the one concern they had. Um, but you can easily, like, this division is either going to be really, really hard or really, really easy. Because even with these two teams, you can then, like, have this one narrative go like, well, that changes everything completely. Like the coaching staff in Philadelphia could absolutely torpedo their entire season. It's a super veteran heavy coaching staff, but they did not have a good year between the coaches and the players. And that seems to be continuing. So you might, that could absolutely sink the year, right? They lose the room. That's it. And then Pittsburgh, we just talked about the injuries. What if those sustain for a little bit while longer? They're not going to keep pulling these games out of their hat. 
So like you can easily explain those two away. So it's either this this division is going to be super crazy hard or super crazy easy. Yeah, and I know that sounds wild that it could be like either end of the spectrum there, and that sounds a little strange when you when you word it that way. But but you're right. I mean, P- Pittsburgh and they're they're getting older. Pittsburgh's core. You can make the mm-hmm. same case about Washington for the most part. Their their core's getting older. Um, I would, uh, in my eyes, the two front runners are the Islanders and Carolina. And I didn't love Carolina's off season, but I, I mean, with the regular season they had last year, I still think they need to get the the respect that they deserve. Yeah, they they definitely do. Um, yeah, th- this division could go either way, but the Islanders seem to remain constant, right? as they have over the last three years, there's not a whole lot of wholesale change, right? What do they lose? Nick Letty. And that's not to say like, just Nick Letty. (laughs) Lols. Um, They didn't really lose anything else. So you're going, okay, well, they lost their puck mover. Do they have another one? On paper, it doesn't look like it, but can Noah Dobson take that mantle? I think so. Maybe not as efficiently as Nick Letty did, but like he's going to take steps in that direction, guaranteed. And so when you look at that, you say, well, the roster is the same. And what have they done with that roster? Well, they've gone to the playoffs over the last three years. They've been pretty darn good with that roster. When healthy, they're unplayable, basically. And they've been to... Sorry, I almost got to the playoffs. Let's stick to the regular season. They're virtually unplayable. They're a top 10 team in the league, without question, when healthy, if they could even be a top five league uh, team, if they remain healthy throughout those three years. Um there's no reason to suggest that they won't be a playoff team. Right. No, exactly. Especially when you consider, as you said, they bring back pretty much the entirety of the core. Yes, you lose out on Nick Letty, which is going to hurt, but you're hoping that Noah Dobson takes that next step, which, you know, I, I think he has a huge year in front of him. This is year three for him. It, it's it's time, and they're going to give him a little bit more. And who they're pairing him with, which is kind of where I wanted to go, and, and still, you know, regular season talk, but... I think the addition of Zidane Chara and Zach Parise in the, the veteran presence who can actually still produce like that. That's the caveat here is a lot of times people are like, oh, yeah, the, the vet in the room. And then they they don't really have much left in the tank. And I know that that's crazy because Chara is going to be 45 in March and Zach Parise is what, 38, 37, 38. I believe that that's ancient. Anyone who's 37 or 30 years old are very old people. Yeah. I mean, get the AARP <laughs> <ready>. included. <laughs> that's how I was digging in a little bit more. Um, but when it, when it comes to those two guys in particular, I, I think they're just going to add an, an extra level of quality depth. Like I, the Islanders always had some depth here on this team, but I, I just don't think it was the, the same quality that a Parise or Chara will provide. Well, absolutely, right? Like, you think about that third line specifically where Zach Parise is likely going to play. He's an upgrade on Leo Komarov. I think we can all agree on that, mm-hmm. right? Like he had in a down year more production than Leo Komarov, Ross Johnson, Kiefer Bellows, and Michael Dalcole combined. Combined. Um, so already upgrade in terms of production, which is something the Islanders do need, mm-hmm. right? Like, we always talk about offense. Well, they didn't bring in a 30-goal scorer, but can they bring in a couple of 20-25 goal scorers? Yeah, probably. Zach Parise being one of them. Um, maybe. I'm not guaranteed he's going to do 20, but like he's going to get close to it, I would imagine. 
And then you bring Zidane Ochara, who, yes, he's older, and yes, he's not as quick as he used to be. But let's be honest here. Was he ever the quickest skater out there? I don't think so. So he's bringing strong positional play to the team who's bread and butter strong positional play. What, like, this is a perfect fit. Yeah, exactly, from that perspective. They're, like, doubling down on what they want to do and hoping their young guy that they took in the first round four years ago at this point is going to take that next step, which I, I believe he can. And you, you've been a, a big-time believer in Noah Dobson for a while. And if Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz trust that he can be the second pair defenseman with Zidane Chara, then you know what? I'm buying in because to me that says, okay, we're ready to give him more ice time. He's not going to be getting the 16 minutes or whatever the hell it was that he got last year. I I hear every now and again that, well, the Islanders aren't quick. They're going to be exposed by quick teams. And all I can think of is, hold on a second here. When have the Islanders been a quick team? When was the last time they were a quick team? Doug Waite? Yeah, 2017. Right? How did that go? Not, not, <laughs> not great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not, not very good. Right? It's not to say, like, quick equals bad. It just means that the Islanders recognized what they had, and it wasn't speed, right? Like, they, you look at the players you've got, and you say, what can I do with this? And it's not, we can run a run-and-gun offense. No, they don't have the players for that. But we can play a strong positional game, carve out a bunch of quality opportunities, and win that way, that's how we can get this done. And they're doing that. So I, I don't understand the where they're, they're not quick enough. No, frankly, they're not. But they haven't been for years. They're not a rush offense team. They're just not. Can they defend against the rush? Yeah, they can defend against anything. Sure, hit us with speed. That's fine. We'll give you a couple opportunities and our goalies will cover up most of those uh, if we even let you have them. So I, I'm not really worried about it when it comes to bringing in vets like Zidane Ochara and Zach Parise who may have lost a step. What they add is going to benefit the Islanders because what you take away necessarily is like Leo Komarov and maybe less of Andy Green, which is fine. Yeah, exactly. And um, obviously Kyle Palmieri is going to replace Jordan Eberle up top, which is a storyline I think we have to talk about. And we have a lot in this offseason, but with what the Islanders are going to be trying to do with that line, Kyle Palmieri should fit right in. Like He really should play well with Lee we talked about recently how they're not too repetitive of you know the same kind of player to go along with Barzal it's going to be uh uh what's his name uh oh my god I just said it and blanked out Palmieri sorry there you go yeah <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're going Lee or Palmieri no, that I wasn't no sure. I was trying like I in my mind I knew I wanted to say Palmieri but Parise kept almost coming out so it just my brain wasn't functioning there for a second that was bad hand up uh, Palmieri's going to be outside a little bit more with Lee down low, and I'm completely fine with that. I don't understand anyone who says otherwise. And I, I don't want to go on a ledger and be like, they're going to be the best line in the NHL. No. I, I don't want to say that because there's no guarantee they will. Because if I say that and they put up like, I don't know, 50 to 60 points combined like each, uh, someone's going to be like, ha, the best line in hockey, lol, 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 lol. But like... They're going to win a bunch of games, and they're going to put up their points. Kyle Palmer, uh, sorry, Zach, my God, I did it again, just like you did. Kyle Palmieri <laughs> will put up his 2025 goals, as will Anders Lee, as will Matthew Barzell. So you're, you're looking at 60 to 75 goals from your top line. That's pretty damn good. Now, 
the the play between or the comparison between Jordan Eberle and Zach Parise, sorry, Kyle Palmieri, it's the P's. It's the the P last yeah. name that really screws it up. Um, is is really Kyle fits this team better. He just does stylistically. He fits this team better. Uh, he's more of a perimeter shooter, which is what they miss from that line. Like Matthew Barzell, say what you will, isn't necessarily a perimeter shooter, nor is Anders Lee. Um, does Kyle Palmieri dig down low? Yeah, of course. But any forward does. And by, by being down low, I mean like in front of the net and in the slot. But they all do that. All forwards are supposed to drive to the middle because that's where you get your big, your best scoring opportunities. So I don't understand anyone who says like he and Anders Lee are duplicating efforts. There's no duplication of efforts. Sure, they might both at one point end up in the slot, but it's not their primary location. Palmieri is fine from the perimeter, and that's what the Islanders needed on that line, and that is something that Jordan Eberle did not bring. No, exactly. And like we, we've seen with a lot of these guys who were traded for by Lou Lamarillo and then implemented into the system, it takes a little bit. So I definitely expect him to get back to normal this year for Palmieri. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. And again, no one's saying that he's going to be a 90-point player or 100-point player. We're just saying he's going to be probably at his best, which is a 50- to 60-point player. His best season is 57 points. So we're not saying he's going to break scoring titles or, no. or, or win a scoring title for that fact. It's just we're probably going to see the return of Kyle Palmieri's best at his peak. Does it stay for the entirety of his contract? No, but, you know, who cares? We need to win at least one cup to justify that contract. And if he does what he's supposed to do, the Islanders get pretty close to doing that. Yeah, exactly. And the last thing we really haven't talked about on this team in terms of regular season stuff is the goalies. But I don't I don't think there's any fear with either of those two guys, even with um, Semyon Varlamov starting the year injured. Um, I have no issue. No, it it is what it is, um, right? Like if he's injured for a little bit, that's we just have to roll with it. But thankfully, we have Ilya Sorokin to step in, right? Who's, who's supposed to be the starter in as early as next year, right? Like we're all talking about like the end of the Sivian Mar- Marlamov era is almost around, right? Like he's got that one year left and everyone's like, oh, he's not going to last to the end. Even when he was signed, people are saying like the end of his reign will, he's not going to stay in Ireland for those four years. So we have to get ready for that eventuality. And we see that with Ilya Sorokin. You're going, that's probably going to be the goalie of the future. Now that he's going to have a chance to run with the crease for probably not the entirety of this 13-game road trip, but at least a decent portion of it, it seems. Yeah, let's see what the kids got. Why not? That's why we signed him to, what is it, three years at $4 million a piece? Yep. That's starter money. I'm sorry. Yeah, ju- just about. It's just about starter money. And I mean, he's going to get his opportunity to prove himself early on. And he's giving you no reason to believe that he's not going to prove that he could be the guy based on what we saw last year in the regular season. And then, you know, he came in in relief in the playoffs too, man. He was really solid for the Islanders and got them back in that Pittsburgh series. I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, absolutely. And we have to remember that the coaching staff here, not just Barry Trotz, Mitch Korn, Piero Greco, work wonders with goalies. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because Ilya Sorokin can't play every game. They've got back-to-back, specifically in the second week, right? They play Arizona and Vegas in back-to-back nights. He's not going to play both, or he shouldn't. Corey Schneider's going to play one of them. I expect the Arizona game, because let's be honest, it's Arizona. Um, 
which is what you need. You need someone to step in. And I think this coaching staff could maybe not get him to Vezina like numbers, uh, but I, I think they can get him to serviceable numbers, which is why they're comfortable rolling him out. And it's why Islanders fans should also be comfortable seeing uh, Corey Schneider between the pipes. Again, doesn't mean he's going to get Vezina votes or no. put up Vezina preferences or numbers. He might have some shaky moments, but he's older. He's not going to be what he once was. Yeah, and hopefully he's only playing, what, how many games? Five, maybe? Yeah, max, right? And only he's only ever getting time because one of the guys are out. Right, so as That's your third it. emergency goalie, I'm I'm all good there, I think. Right, exactly. You're right. Like When you say it that way, he's the third emergency goalie. Would you rather Corey Schneider, a professional NHL caliber goalie who was a starter for the New Jersey Devils and a damn good one at that, or would you rather some random guy who used to play hockey at, you know, maybe a college level? JF Who's now 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's JF up to? Right? <laughs> uh, beating the waiver wires, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, like that that's our option when it comes to third emergency goalies, right? Like you want to call up the Zamboni driver from the Toronto Marlies or do you want Corey Schneider? I would trust Corey Schneider a whole lot more. Yeah. No, without a doubt, I I would too. So I don't I don't hate that at all. I'm with you. So yeah, now we get into obviously the talk of the playoffs and is it cup or bust? Yes. Yeah, I I, I think so. My, one my my final regular season prediction slash thought. I, I wrote it out on the site. I did a whole series. If you didn't see, I did uh, expectations and predictions for every regular on the roster and then mm-hmm. a regular season one. Um, and I do have the Islanders finishing in first place. I have them at 104 points. I think it's going to be tight. I had um, Carolina right behind them. And then Washington as the three and Pittsburgh as the four and one of the wild card spots. But um, the Islanders, as we mentioned, they got to finish in the top three. I don't think they finish lower than three. Uh, they will. I think I'm pretty confident in saying they'll be a hundred point team this year. I don't see them finishing with less than a hundred. Um, but I don't think the winner of this division is going to run away and be like a hundred twelve point team or anything like that. It's just too good of a division. Well, so yeah, I, I don't think so. On, on paper, it, it looks like it should be pretty competitive. But we did talk about those narratives where like Pittsburgh might be awful uh, and Philadelphia might self implode. But assuming those things don't happen, yeah, hundred four points. You'll, you'll take that. That's a great year. Um, my only issue with saying cup or bust is what does bust mean? Right? Does bust mean bust it up? And I know I, I posed that question to you. Now I'm like, well, maybe I, you know, the word that I used wasn't the right one. Um, but when I think of cup or bust, I think like it's either cup or we're done. And not what I think we, we all mean by saying cup or bust is the idea is that we want to win the cup and our eyes are firmly set on that and anything else will be maybe not failure, but not achieving the goal that we set out to begin the year. Yeah, that's that's how I interpret it. It's not, you know, cup or, or blow it up in terms of, you know, getting rid of this core. It's just anything less than a Stanley Cup victory will be an underachievement in my eyes. Would a appearance in the Stanley Cup finals be OK? Not enough. So it it is the you got to because I'm fine if they get to the cup finals. I'll be devastated if they get there and then they lose. That would be awful. Um, but I think the point that we're, we're making here, even though we're taking different approaches, is that 
it's about progression this year. You have to progress more. There's still another level for you to hit. Uh, maybe two, even if, if you take the way that we're diverging here. Um, there's still another two levels for you to hit. You've got to hit those. You cannot take a step back, whether that's even not making the Eastern Conference Finals or whatever conference finals, it would be Eastern this year, um, or, or not making the playoffs. Anything less than conference or Stanley Cup Finals would be, I wouldn't say failure, but a um, a negative. It would, it would be a regression. Yeah, no, it, it would. It, it would be. If they finish with 104 points and get bounced in the second round, I'd be pissed. Even mm-hmm. if, they, if they lose again in the conference final, I would be upset because it's about when are you getting over this hump? And with this roster, this is the deepest and best roster that they have put out with this coaching staff. I think without question, the first, right? Like the last time they had a full 82 game season was 2018, 2019. And I'm pretty sure they finished with 104 points that year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, finished in second. Again? Or no, it might have been 103, and they, they finished. Um, it's All the things that you just said sound right to me. I'm just confirming them because sometimes I forget things. Yeah, doesn't matter. The, the point is that that roster that finished with 100-plus points and won a playoff round is nowhere close to the roster that they are running out now. It's better now by by a lot, and um, I, I think they I think they show that. I really do. It was indeed 103, and they did act. They, they did indeed finish second in the division, one point behind behind Washington. I I knew it was one. I just didn't know if it was 103 or 102 or something like that. Yeah, it was. But you're you're right though. Like that, this anything less than the conference finals will be a gre- regression. And the idea then is, well, can they make it? Are are we biting off more than we can chew? Sorry, this beer is making me really burpy. Must be the combination of beer and like hot like terrible hot chocolate in my system that's just kind of like gas city usa um p.s we have to talk about the border later mm-hmm. um anyways uh yes i was lost in train of thought here um for the islanders to progress is there anything they need to do differently in these playoffs is there any anything that you think like if they did this one thing differently this year they're guaranteed not to regress Make sure Anders Lee doesn't tear his ACL. <laughs> is that the answer you're hoping for? Yes, because the the answer is nothing, right? When you look at this roster on paper, the answer is don't do anything differently because you were essentially two goals away from the Stanley Cup Finals. Really, when you think about it that way, or or, you know, or one goal, I guess, or one goal, anyways, plus one goal away from the Stanley Cup Finals. And when you look at the roster, you're like, you ran through those playoffs with Leo Komarov on the top line. With all due respect to Leo Komarov, love him as a third liner, hate him as a top liner. He's not a top line player. And they tried, and they got to where they got with him and Jean-Gabriel Pajot basically broken in half. And they still got to where they got. Yeah, they, if they don't do anything differently, they're in. To me, it, it just it just screams like they're in because the what else they they've done it before twice now. There's no reason to think they won't, and it's not like they face this wild you know adversity and they had to overcome this like you know the, I don't know go, they went down three one in a series and powered their way back through. No, they they wasn't that hard. No, it wasn't. They were very much so 
you know, in every one of those series, the first two that they won, they won in six games. Like it's that if it's going six or seven games, it shows you, you know, how good of a, of a series that it, it is. And, um, and that last one, I mean, you said it, they lost game seven, one, nothing that that's so close. And think of the lineup that they were running out in that game seven versus what they are at the start of this year. They had Leo Komarov on the top line. JG Paja was playing with a broken hand. Um, they, just like right, right on down through. Travis Zajac was was playing. Oliver Wallstrom was, was not. not. Yeah, that's. So you're adding Lee, a healthy Pajot, and Wallstrom in year two. Hopefully taking a step forward and Parise, and swapping Chara for Letty essentially. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Hopefully we're not giving away dumb shorthanded goals either because that was that was bad. What what a dumb shorthanded goal that was to give up. Who was on the ice for that? I don't remember all of them. I can remember the three fours. That were, two of the fours. I believe it was Kyle Palmieri, Josh Bailey, and I don't know who was the defenseman out there, but they all went to the puck and they all went like, oh, whoops, Yanni Gord can pass it. Lols. Or it wasn't. I think it was Sorelli passing it to Gord. And then, anyways, it is it, it is what it is. Uh, we don't need to relive it. But yeah, like the, this roster, there's no reason to think that they can't make the Stanley Cup Finals. Of course, we'll see when we get there. Obviously, there's 82 games to get there. Are there teams that just kind of like, oh my god, they they just become this absolute beast? Like, what happens if they run into Boston and Boston is just tearing it up? You know, Boston is a scary team. It, again, it could fall off because they didn't really replace some of the guys they lost last year. Still, uh, you know, bringing in Taylor Hall is great, but you know, it didn't really serve them that well last year. Uh, so that, that that could be scary. And then in, in the East, of course, you, you do look at teams like, do the Rangers figure it out? Do is bring it in Sammy Blair and, and um, what's his dumb name? Ryan Reeves really turn this around? Probably not, because as far as I know, they're losing right now to Washington 5-1. Oh, no. Either either way, maybe they turn around. So, like, these are teams that we're going to have to go through when it comes to the playoffs. And if they figure it out, maybe the Islanders have a tough time. But honestly, at, at this point, I'm not too worried about them. I think they can make the Eastern Conference Finals and then even the Stanley Cup Finals. Not easily, but I, I would put money on it. And the, in fact, I have. There's a realistic chance or a realistic path for that to happen, I think is the best way to word it. Exactly. I didn't put a lot of money down, but I, I put, yeah, at least two units on it. So, like, I'm going to make at least enough for a couple of coffees. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me up. That's funny. <laughs> I I bet very uh, the minimum is what I bet. That's fine. Listen, it's it's just for fun. That's all. That's exactly. All I don't for. need to lose my house for this. It's just for fun. I I have a limit and I play within it. That's completely fair and rational. So, are you ready to put your reputation on the line with a prediction for what's going to happen this year? Yeah. Okay. What kind of questions am I? Not yes, yes. And then what are the questions here? Just where do they finish? I think they finish second in the division. I could see first, but I'm I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm not too sure about that, so I, I'm hedging my my bets here. I'm going second in the division, and they win the Stanley Cup. I also have the Islanders winning the Stanley Cup over the Vegas Golden Knights, and I don't make that prediction lightly. 
I we've been we both been doing this a long time. Neither of us have picked the Islanders before. It's not like it's oh we're Islanders fans and we're gonna pick the Islanders every year and year and hope that it works. No, uh, we, I don't think either of us had them in our had them in our Stanley Cup bracket last year for for the Stanley Cup that is. No, I had them getting knocked out as one of the four teams. Um, to I think I had it to Vegas, and I know they didn't end up playing Vegas, but. Moral of the story, I had them yeah. going to uh, being one of the final four teams and getting knocked out. But I I truly believe in my heart of hearts that this team is better. And if they remain healthy, in my mind, there's no reason to believe that they can't get back to where they were and play and beat any team in the league. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And yes, we're Islanders fans, so there's a bit of bias there. Uh, and I know some people don't have them making the Stanley Cup Finals, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, we're all entitled to our own opinion, and everyone's making their opinions based off of not, not like sound logic. They're, they're not just like I hate the Islanders, so they're not making it. It's just like well, there there are some good teams out there. Um, but when you look at the East, are there deeper teams than the Islanders? Even when you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, probably not. They're, they're probably not. So. I'm going with the Islanders just because it, it makes it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, maybe you can say Toronto, but like if you're going to pick Toronto, that's fine. But my God, they haven't done anything in a while. So they we'll have, see about that. They have to win around first. Yeah, they haven't done it. They but got, they, they could be one of those one of those teams that just like they, they just need to win one round and then it's off. But I, I, I don't buy that. I don't think they have what it takes specifically in Nets. But that's me. Yeah, no, and agree. That's more of a, you have to prove it to me first before I buy into it. Like, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they don't have a talented roster. They do. They have a lot of talent on that roster. But year in and year out, they get knocked out in the first round every single time. If Until they prove that they can win a round, then I'm not going to be the sucker who buys in. Exactly. So it just gets back to the idea of like when you look at the East, is there a lot there? And, and that's really the first thing you have to look at because that's going to be the first hurdle. The Metropolitan Division would be the first. And you're like, well, there are some good teams there, but the Islanders can't beat them because they've shown that they can beat these guys, uh, all these teams in this division. And, and when we're thinking of like these teams, we're, we're, let's just think of the top three of outside of the Islanders, of course, of Washington, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. They could beat those guys. Can they beat Carolina? Mm. We'll see, but like I don't trust their goaltending either way. And then you look at the East, the the rest of it, the Atlantic, or yeah, the Atlantic Division. The one the, the one team that they haven't been able to beat is Tampa, who got significantly worse this year. They they're not as deep as they were last no. year. No, they're just not. They lost a couple of key pieces, and you know they they have a good they have a good team. I mean, they absolutely have a shot. They'll be a playoff team, and all you got to do is get in. So you know who knows? Maybe they repeat it. But looking at the roster on paper, they did get worse. Exactly. So I, I like the Islanders' chances of at least getting to the conference, to the Stanley Cup finals. And then from there, it's all bets are off, man. Like anything can happen there. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else you want to get, get into preview-wise on this year? And I'm, I'm so excited for tomorrow. I, I can't really wait. Like the office is finally ready. Um, I got it done just in time. And I'm ready to have this to start this season. I can't wait for it to begin. It hasn't been a long off season, but it still felt like forever. Yeah, it did. It was probably the quickest off season or one of the quickest off seasons. But it's it was a lot of waiting on the edge of your seat. I think it's just because of where the team finished last year and the expectation for this year. 
you know that that's exactly it right so i, I can't wait to get this started absolutely i am very excited for uh, it's gonna sound so weird because usually it's like that it wouldn't be very high up on the list of things that people get excited about for their hockey team but i can't wait to watch this third line <laughs> i know that sounds so random but i love i love wallstrom i think he takes a big step forward pajot is one of my favorite islanders and i love the addition of parise i really do I, I really love the addition of Parise. I, I can't wait to see him in action. Uh, and on that, seeing things in action, just before we get to down on the farm, I have to talk about the land border being open in the U.S. Oh. So Canadians will be able to cross the border if they are vaccinated in the U.S. There's no date yet as far as when that will happen. But the, from what I've heard, it is going to be in November. I don't imagine it's going to be some like random like November 30th or something. So it sure looks like everything is being set up perfectly for me to be there for the UBS home opener. And I can't, I, I was really sad thinking I might miss it. We had to find a way to get you, to get you in somehow. Um, so I am. I called Trudeau who called Biden. We had it fixed. We're all good. Okay, perfect. Just right up, <laughs> right up the food chain there. You know, just keep sending it up the, the chain till you get the important people. I saw him at the kids drop off and I was like, come on, man come on justin can we figure this out and he's like for you fine yeah we'll send we'll send you down we'll give you a special pass you're going to the hockey game come right back yeah i already got my ticket justin and he's like all right fine <laughs> that that convinced me you paid enough for that ticket you're going yes i i can't wait i know i said it a million times on this show driving past multiple times a week and just seeing it it's the the outside there's not much left on the outside man i know that, that i'm seeing pictures on the inside that's still getting worked on but it's close it's so close I didn't realize the uh, LIR was going to be that close to the arena. Like there, there's someone who drove their buggy from the one side and around the arena. And like you can see it. Sure, it's a little bit of a walk, but it's not like 20 minutes walk from the LIRR. It, it's kind of right there. Yeah, it's it's pretty close. Um, now, I don't think that station's been like functioning as a regular stopping station for years. So they might have to update that a little bit. I don't know the specifics on it um i don't one that's not my line and number number two i'm more of a, a driver than someone who takes a train so that's not my area expertise but it's it wouldn't be bad if you had to take the train to the game it's not like you said it's because i mean think about it there's there's places where you if you're taking mass transit like that you have to get on like a shuttle bus and go to get the rest of the way it's a couple minute walk you'll be fine yeah, this is right to it. So it's really nice. It's setting up nicely to welcome everyone from, you know, I, I don't obviously know all the LIRR routes, but like more people than just those who could drive. So which is always nice to accommodate more people because you want to fill that arena that all the time, every time. Absolutely. So I can't wait for that. That's phenomenal news. We're going to announce something as it gets closer for what the what the plan is. But we'll have we'll have you covered with what we're doing. I can't wait. I can't wait, buddy. I'm so happy that I'm able to go. Uh, well, we think I'm able to go. So far, it sure looks like it. Yes, absolutely. So let's transition. Let's get to down on the farm because I know there's a lot of stuff we can get into this week. Yeah, so right off the hop, Russian Ishikov is still injured. Um, he took a bit of a setback there. Uh, it seems that he re-injured it. He just started skating last week and just kind of re-injured it, it seems. I, I There's no timetable yet. I haven't heard from him about what's going on there, uh, and but the last I spoke, there was just a little bit extra, like that he had to stay off the ice for an extra week type of thing. 
And so there was already one delay, so now there's another one, which sucks. But it is what it is, obviously. But the Russian Ishikov is going to take another little bit of setback with that foot injury. Okay, don't don't love to hear that. Um, it is still early, though, so at least it's not like I don't, I don't know. It's not as of now. It's not going to take up a huge chunk of the season. We'll obviously monitor and see, but got to get him back soon. Right, back soon would be better. The, the team is. I don't know if they're in the playoffs or the CHL. Uh, that's the Championship Hockey League or the Champions Hockey League. So I'm, I'm, they they lost today against Lausanne or Lausanne. So I'm not really sure where they are in terms of the standing. But like it seems that all all that's left is the DEL for them. So we'll, we'll see what, what's going on there. Outside of Russian Ishikov, you've got Cameron Berg putting up points, put up back to back games with goals. That's the fourth round pick from the 2021 draft of the Islanders playing for Omaha, Nebraska. That's always fun to see. And then we've got Williams Fools just doing the same thing, man. Just can't stop scoring goals. Three games in a row with a goal for the kid. Amazing. Perfect. Um, so if you don't know who Williams Fool is, he plays for the St. John Sea Dogs in the QMJHL. He's a fifth-round pick from 2020, and he's going to put up 40-plus this year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed 40-plus goals. They're going to play in the Memorial Cup, which is the marquee championship for the Canadian Hockey League. Um, so that that's going to be huge for him. Noah Dobson won that thing twice. Oh, yeah. Uh, so good year for Williams full coming up for sure. And I guess the biggest news is is Aturatu and what the hell is going on. With yeah, him. What's, go- what's going on? Did you get the scoop from him or what? We spoke. We spoke quite a bit. We spoke on that, but we didn't want to get too deep into it because, uh, well, it, it is a touchy situation with what's going on between him and Karpat. Uh, he's not really playing. He hasn't played the last two games. He did play 11 and a half minutes in his first game back from uh, from Islanders camp. Um, I would imagine they're going to start playing him a little bit more, uh, mainly because they do have an injury to their second line center. So, you know, already there's a hole down, down on the C chart. They're also their top line center has gone like on record to say, I don't want to play center. <laughs> he doesn't. OK, strange. He wants to play the wing that that's his position. He doesn't want to play down the middle. So their top line center doesn't want to play the position. They just lost their second line center to injury. So there's a spot opening up for for Aturatu, even though he he already had one. So either way, I've seen some people say he hasn't been playing well. He's played one game and he played well enough for someone who had 11 and a half minutes worth of ice time, which was the second lowest for forwards. So yeah, I I mean, all signs point to him getting more of a role. I would. I would hope so. If he continues to either not play or get limited ice time with that situation, it's that'd just be frustrating. Yeah, we didn't get into any sort of loan talk or going somewhere else, but I, I've seen other people mention that. He's not coming to North America. That's not going to happen. Lou Lamarillo, I don't imagine, is going to find a way out of that one. Uh, for that to happen, for him to come to North America, Carpot would essentially have to say, we don't want him anymore. And I don't see them saying that. I, I really I really don't see that. They have a year. They have a contract with him. If anything, I could imagine them sending him to the U-20 squad. Now, I don't think that would require... So the way that the transfer agreement works between IIHF sides, that's, uh, that's what Carpod is essentially, and NHL teams, is that they both have to come to an agreement. So both sides have to say yay to whatever assignment one team su- subscribes to. So let's say like Carpot wants to send him to the U20 squad. Islanders would have to say yes. Um, 
but that that's probably the best case scenario for for Atoratu in terms of getting playing time because if he went to the U20 squad he's definitely going to get top line center minutes and he's going to get a lot of time uh playing power play and so on and so forth which he doesn't get for Carpot um but we'll, we'll see what happens there he's playing uh HIFK pardon me they're playing HIFK twice in the next couple of days and when it came to advertising the series they used his picture strange okay so I would imagine I mentioned that to him. And he kind of smirked about it as well. <laughs> said like I would imagine they're probably going to play him, but we'll see. Um, the official explanation there from the coaching staff that why they're not playing him is they needed he needed a rest day. I'm not sure why that is, and they weren't clear as to why that was. But okay. he needs a rest day. But we'll we'll see. He had a really good time at camp. Had a bunch of fun. Um, I, he, the, the conversations that, that he had with like Lou and Barry weren't anything more than just kind of like, are you okay? Are people being okay with you? Are you having an okay time? It wasn't anything more serious than that, really. Okay. But that's fine, though. I, I wouldn't expect that they would, you know, give this kid a ton of time. They got a lot on their plate, responsibility-wise. Well, that that's really it, right? When you think about his role or his place in the system and his place on the team... And where he is in terms of like his career with the Islanders, let's say, what else should the Islanders be doing than say like go out there, have fun, let's see what you got, go and have fun and show us what you've got, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Every picture of him, he's smiling. Yeah, you, I heard that when in the in the interview you did with him when you brought that up. You're like, you just looked like you're having a ball out there, which is all really he should, like you said, he should do because he had literally nothing to lose. He knew he knew he's not making that team. There's there's no chance. So just go out there play your game and, and have fun doing it. Exactly. And that's exactly what he did. Um, last thing, Ratu. It is Ratu. If anyone says otherwise in any broadcast booth, they are incorrect. And the only reason that they're not saying Ratu is because he's too polite. <laughs> that's it. That is it. You're, you're just too darn polite. It's Ratu. Um, maybe I'm not giving it the, the proper finish rolling of the R there. But it is Ratu. It's not Ratty. Okay. It's I, not Ratty. I can't roll my R's, but I could say Ratu. I feel yeah, like that's close exactly. enough. That is good enough. It, it, it's Ratu. Ratu. It is not Ratty. Um, the last thing down on the farm, Bodie Wild played today. He played a ton of time. 21, almost Ooh, 22 wow. minutes of ice time for Vastervik in the second tier of the Finnish pyramid, the Swedish pyramid, sorry. Didn't put up a point, but his team won 6-3, had five shots on goal, negative one rating, which kind of sucks when you think about how many goals were scored. Um, okay, but my man is, or I should say my man, but Bodie Wild is getting quite an opportunity there with Vastervik, and I hope he runs with it. Yeah, I I do too. I really, I really hope he does too, because uh, that's at, at this point, that's best case scenario. Just get as much playing time as you can. Exactly. So, and that that's what he's doing. Hopefully it becomes something more productive in terms of the actual points, but so far so good with uh, with Bodie Wild out there in Vastervik. All right. Shall we get to the quiz? Let's get to the quiz. I was opening the social segment for some reason. Yes, quiz time. Let's go. As we do every week, there's a mystery New York Islander for you to guess, Matt. You have five clues to guess who this player is, and they get progressively easier as we go. This player has no link to the episode number because I hated doing that because I always forgot what number it was. It's just some random player that popped into my head. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. 
Clue number one. I was born in October of 91. October of 1991. Next. Two. I was essentially acquired for Ludwig Resfeldt and Kent Simpson. Okay, next. Three. I was drafted at a Warroad High School. Some people might get it on that one. No. This is bad. That's fine. That, that, that's why there's five. I'm not- I'm only putting pressure on you to make it more fun for everyone listening at home and myself. <laughs> I love torturing people sometimes. <laughs> Four. Boy, did Isles fans hate me until I turned it around. Boy, did Isles fans hate me until I turned it around. So a 91 birthday. Bailey wasn't born in 91, was he? No, but you're close. Man, okay, I, I feel it's gonna be so obvious, and I'm gonna. Uh, what is it? October is my month. Oh, Brock Nelson. Damn it. It's Brockus Nelson, oh. whose birthday it is in two days. Okay, happy early birthday, Brock. I should have known that one, because in my head, I went, okay, Tavares born in 90. So I was like, I know it's the draft class after. I, I don't know why my brain couldn't compute Brock Nelson. You were so close. I know. You were so close. I was literally, the process in my of elimination was right. It just, I, I couldn't come up with Brock for some reason. Well, that's fine. Um, the two the two players I mentioned there, people say, we, we didn't trade for him. Correct. We didn't trade directly for Brock Nelson, but we traded two picks for Brock Nelson, the pick that became Brock Nelson. And those two picks that we gave up became these two players. So big win for the Islanders. Yeah, major, major win for sure. Love that. Okay. You got to show Brock Nelson some love. Happy Brocktober. Yeah, happy Brocktober and happy birthday in two days, buddy. Absolutely. So let's get into the social segment. What's going around on Isles Twitter this week, Mitch? So first one is from Alexa Black, and you're going to have to do some explaining here because I think this is a young person thing. It says, in quotations, I'm a Rangers fan, and then a bunch of flags, <laughs> and then hashtag Isles. And, and I feel like the Chris Pratt meme right now was like, I don't understand these two, these red flag things, but I'm too afraid to ask, except I'm going to ask. What the hell are we doing with these red flags? Okay, it's just a popular meme that's going around right now. So, uh, you know... How is this... A, no, explain. Okay. I don't understand. So, you what? know how, like, it started with, like, you know, like, looking for red flags on, like, a like a dating app or just, like, things that make, like, a red flags about a person. So, if someone's saying, I'm a Rangers <laughs> fan... That's a, giving off a bunch of red flags. That's the joke. Okay. I All I saw was, why are we talking about red flags? And I s completely separated those words in my brain. But when you put them together, red flags, you're like, oh, yeah. it's the, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a meme about red. Like, I'm a Rangers fan. Oh, that's a red flag. Not for me. Fair enough. Okay, good. That was my first one. There what about, go. what's your first one there? Uh, my first one is... In a way, a two-parter. I'll explain. Okay. So first part is the Islanders announced that they have their new guide dog that they're training. He's a very cute black lab, and they were asking people to vote for his name. And there's a few good options in there that you're allowed to vote for. You could do a write-in option. But there's this quote tweet from Joe Murphy that I think is very important to mm -hmm. read and promote. I wrote an article on the site about it. If you haven't seen it on Twitter yet, I think it's important to talk about here too. So he says... My dad was the New York Islanders assistant equipment manager from 1988 through 1992. 
He retired due to losing his eyesight. When he did, it was the Islanders that paid for him to receive a guide dog. He passed in December of 2019. Would love if Murph got a few write-in votes in his honor. The, the thread goes on a little bit longer than that. I just wanted to give the first one. Um, I I wrote in Murph. I wrote the article about it. I think that would be phenomenal. He also goes on to say, too, that all his dad seeing eye dogs were black labs. So, like, it's just too many things connecting here. It would be too perfect. It, it really is too perfect. Like, it, this is a slam dunk for the organization not only because it's a former employee, you know, and it, it, it as much as it is, they also, you know, paid it forward kind mm-hmm. of in a way like, okay, well, we're going to give you a seeing eye dog or, and, and now they can kind of do the same thing again and have that legacy go on. It's just too perf for Murph. Um, you got, you got to do it. I, I've done it. I, I wrote it in. I didn't actually even like any of the other options. So this was just way too perfect. I think one was like captain. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but th- this is absolutely perfect. There's no reason not to. Let's do it, Murph. M U R F A. Sorry, P H. My God, I can't <laughs> spell the word. That's okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. M U R P H. Murph, do it, please. Um, I've done it. You've done it. Multiple other people have done it. Uh, if you can do it multiple times a day, do it. That this has to be a thing. I-, I can't imagine the the honors go in another direction than this. This is a slam dunk for them. Easy. Yeah, agree. Thousand percent. Um, my next one is from Gabby Di Giovanni, who says, "Excuse me, while I go run through a brick freaking wall, less than twenty four hours and counting." And she's quote tweeting the video from Isles Territory. Oh, such a good video. Amazing. Holy Hannah, I have chills thinking about watching the video. Yeah. Like Nick does a fantastic job with those videos. Yeah, truly phenomenal, phenomenal job as always on it. Um, I I love his work. He does phenomenal stuff, and uh, the beginning when it's showing the clips of them uh, after the loss, and then the oh, it's just so it's a cinematic experience. It's phenomenal. It really is. So if you don't know Isles Territory, it's at Isles Territory, all one word. Um, they've got the video up on Twitter. They also got it up on YouTube. You know, click that YouTube video because eventually that might monetize things and might as well get paid for that work, right? Yeah. So um, good job, Nick. Absolutely fantastic job. Isles Territory and good good tweet, Gabby, because I felt like doing the same thing. Absolutely. My last one comes from Arthur Staple, but it's a quote from Oliver Wallstrom, which is it's <laughs> going to play It's gonna play into uh, our game that we do here, the adolescent and adolescent on, on the show. It's very, it's going to be fitting for uh, this quote too. He says, Wallstrom says he's been watching Parise play quote, since I was born. I'm sure Parise will be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the last thing you want to hear. Well, he's a, old. he was a two thousands baby. Um, and what Parise was drafted. Oh, three, right. So he was three years old when he was drafted. Wow. Right. Like that makes sense to watch that out. I think about it like Chara is even later than that, right? So like, it's it's insane to think about you're you're gonna be able to play with guys that you you grew up watching. And the the amount of time it took you, player X in this case Oliver Wallstrom, to grow from nothing to an NHLer. This guy played an entire NHL career. That's wild. In in, in the span of you watching a player, a human being grew from nothing to something. I mean, it's even more impressive for Char because he was like five years into his career by the time that he was. Uh, he was already a veteran. Yeah. Well, not five, three, I guess, technically. But but still. Still, that's still a veteran. I, I've one full year in, you're a veteran. 
Yeah, it's true. But apparently to the NHL, that is. But I just thought that quote was funny and also fitting for our brand here of <laughs> me being the millennial and you being the Gen Xer. Absolutely. Uh, my last one here is there's no specific tweet here, but if it's just something that's going around on social medias right now. And it's that's the um, the commercial of Ovi and Backstrom. Oh, I like that commercial. It was good. Alexander Ovechkin cannot do a bad commercial. I, he just can't. He's really. Can we talk about o, Ovi's just a likable guy? I like Alexander Ovechkin. I know he's our rival, but I feel like he's a he's likable. He's absolutely likable. He's marketable. He's he's everything the NHL needs, and they're they're just finally like this insurance company is like maybe we should do this. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect ad. It's so good. Like I've watched it ten or fifteen times. I made my wife watch it. She didn't get it. She's like, I don't, I don't understand this at all. It's like it's perfect. It's so perfect. And the NHL doesn't do enough of this. No more, please market Ovi more. How many commercials has he done? That one and the ESPN one where he and Varley are spies. What? Maybe it's because I don't live in the DC area, so I don't see all of them. But like, come on, it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah, he's definitely one that jumps out. Um. Pasternak and um, mm. Subban seem like guys who would be pretty good for it, too. Um, Subban's on one here. I saw on Sportsnet for the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and they do one where everyone, like, hockey is for everyone. And I think it ends with, like, a, a comment saying, like, go back to where you came from. And then Subban, like, taps on the mic and is very dramatic, like, this is where we belong. Oof. Yes. On Incredible. Yes, please. That's cool. Good stuff, man. And, and yeah, totally. I, I think they need to do... A better job of using their personalities. That's a given. <laughs> right? Which a wild concept. Use the personalities that are already at your disposal, already on your payroll. Come on! Ah. Go figure. That was my last one there. All right. So before we go, just going to get some plugs in wherever you are listening to the show. Please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. Really helps us out a lot. We appreciate all the love and support. Patreon, as we mentioned at the top of the show, patreon.com slash eyes on aisles, five bucks a month. Post game show starting with the first game of the year through the last game the Islanders play this year. We will be covering it in a post game podcast fashion. Uh, you get a mailbag show, which we're going to record next. Uh, you get a Discord channel, a whole lot of fun over there. Uh, you can follow on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. We live tweet games, have a whole lot of fun over there. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. Um, you could also go to the website, eyesonisles.com. Yeah, that helps. And I think that's it. I think we hit them all. Absolutely. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary. He is Mitch Anderson, and we'll talk to you next time. So good news. After we were done recording, we started the mailbag show like we always do. And we had some breaking news on the feed. Ryan Pulak signed an eight-year extension. Here's our live reaction. Like The Islanders, in terms of cap space, have $393,000 worth of cap space. You have your hand up for a question we there? Have, we have breaking news. We might have to re-record the regular show. What's that? Ryan Pulak signed an extension. No way he did it. No way. In-season extension. Eight years, just under 50 million total. 10.36 p.m. <gasps> oh, that's incredible. Where is this news? I don't Darren even see Dr it Darren right Drigger. now. 6.25 for Ryan Pulak. Are you kidding me? If it's that's 50 or insane. less. That's insane.
Oh my god. 625 for Ryan Pollock? Just under 50 million total. So it's probably going to be less than that. Wow. Okay. That's wow. This is changing everything as we speak. Uh, well, not really. It's changing nothing, actually. Like Ryan Pollock is going to keep his position no matter what. Um, but my word. Okay. Well, we're going to have to do a reaction on that. That's insane. Um, Okay, well, that that changes nothing for what we're talking about here. I I can't get over that. Uh, about Sorry, what Jonathan I just I had to, here. as soon as I saw that I had I had to chime in. I couldn't let that simmer any longer. Sorry to no, cut you off. That's perfectly fine. It changes nothing. The Islanders have three hundred ninety three thousand dollars worth of cash space. Bringing someone in means someone's going out, uh, and who that player is is question marks, right? Like I guess move Leo, and and hope to bring someone in at the end of their cap at the end of their deal and, and maybe have like another team retain 50%. But um, yeah, wild stuff. I can't get over this. Anyways, wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm like, I, I'm tweeting and I, I'm looking at the same time. I know this isn't great podcasting, but like, I'm sure everyone is doing the same thing, listening at home as we're going through this. So like hearing our initial reactions, <laughs> that literally, is, as is soon insane. as I saw something that we, I, I let, I let you know, we broke in. So wait, this, he's six two five. We're going on this. I'm sorry, whoever's next in the question in the queue. We're going on this, right? Because we're going to do this live. Mm -hmm. We're doing it live now. So they got six two five for Ryan Pollock. They also have five seven five for um, Adam Pollock. That's uh, plus point oh five. That's twelve million dollars for the two of them combined for what is an elite pair defense top top end pair. When you have like defenseman like drew dowdy making 10 million dollars who's not a top <laughs> pairing guy anymore or the san jose sharks who are paying combined like what 23 million dollars for eric carlson and what's his name and uh and brent burns yep it's not quite that it's it's about 30 million dollars 29.5 million dollars for the two of them and, and while brent burns might still be worth it eric carlson even then brent burns is 36 my God, this is insane. This is such a good deal. Holy, they didn't pay over $7 million for a top-end guy. Top-end, right-hand, not, not puck mover, but still like 10 goals a year guy, and they're not even paying him seven. I, I, am, I am genuinely caught off guard at that number in a, in a good way. In, in a, I, I think it's phenomenal value. I, I love it. You imagine what that contract's going to look like two, three years from now? So Darren is saying first five years, no trade clause. All right, that's fine. Who cares? And three years, limited, no trade clause. If you didn't think he was going to get that, then I, I I don't know what to do for you. But that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Banana lands. He's got $12 million for his top two defensemen when some guys are making that almost that alone. I, I I'm sorry. I'm I'm genuine that that really caught me off guard. That is phenomenal, phenomenal work from Lou Lamarillo. Again, like this is this is good value of someone in their prime. He's not thirty this is gonna be his age twenty seven season coming up, no? Exactly. Right? So that's twelve million dollars combined for Adam Pellick and Ryan Pollock until, like I tweeted out just now, the sun explodes. They're locked up for seven to eight years combined, right? Like Ryan Pollock is on the last year of his deal now. What are we talking like? This is incredible.
goddamn Lou Lamarillo strikes again. Holy crap. When, when you talk about buy-in, right? Like, there's an emotional buy-in, and then there's buying in by the dollar. Like, he's taking less. He's clearly taking less. He, he's worth $9 million probably in the open market. If, if he scores 10 goals this year, he's a $9 million player. Easy. Without yeah. question. Yes. Um, and, and, now, and now you're going, like, he's not even going to get seven. He's not even getting six and a half by, by this, you know, eight years over, sorry, 50 million over eight years. Like, incredible piece of business. Like, Jay Fresh just tweeted this out. 93% war. His even strength defense, 94 percentile. Even strength offense, 70 percentile. Like, the finishing is low, but he had a crap year last year in terms of finishing. This, this quality of competition, 79th percentile. Like, this is a top pair right-handed defense and getting paid less than $7 million. I can't get over it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.